Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome once again to Notes from the Media. The podcast that was on long hiatus and somehow came back, did a show, and took a brief hiatus. The hell is that? Um, well, we back in the, the truthful in the Steve, his house. Sir. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? All the fan mail just that we were overrun with, we had to go through it individually. I'm not going to lie. Some had checks. So we had to count the <laughs> checks. We had to make sure the checks cleared. We had to divvy up the money. We had to, we had to, we had to fight about it. We had to heal I, from I, the fights. Okay, okay, okay. So we we go we gonna call it we gonna call it hiatus. We were just enjoying enjoying the money. Lies, lies, lies. Anyway, uh, what's up, y'all? Uh, we are back here to talk about crazy Donald Trump. Here to talk about. Oh, by the way, before we get into the show, shout out. You know, rest in heaven, rest in peace, Diane Carroll. The beautiful, wonderful um, actress and singer, uh, star of Julia, uh, who will ever forget her in the unforgettable role as Dominique Devereaux back in the day on Dynasty. Uh, She's so dope, still vital, still relevant uh, to the African-American conversation right up until her last day. We lost her this week. So uh, uh, shout out to Diane Carroll. Shout out to her family. Keep your head up. None of you will hear this. Still want to put that energy uh, out there. Al, anything on that, man? The only movie she ever did, as far as I'm concerned, is the one with her and James Earl Jones, where he was a garbage man, mm. and he outsmarted her son, who couldn't add, and she was unusually beautiful, kicking it with James Earl Jones, who was unusually James Earl Jones. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave That's that the there. Best. <laughs> so, so you had <sighs> you, you you had acting on top of acting. <laughs> she had to act like <laughs> she wanted to kick it with him, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And she had to act her way into the role. So she certainly will be uh, her loss will certainly be felt and uh, last of the big timers. So anyway, on that yeah, note. Yeah. All right. So away from someone uh, that we um, lament oh, their by loss. The way, <laughs> by the way, this is kind of crazy. What? Her Christian name, her born name. Okay. Carol Diane Johnson. Okay. So actually, yeah, yeah. She just flipped her uh, flipped her name there a little bit. So there you go. The more you know. Uh, moving I, on. I'm a little disappointed. I, I don't want to belabor the point. I feel like there should have been a Laquisha or Shaquana on the na- <laughs> or the Nene that she didn't publicize for whatever reason. <laughs> so shame on you, Miss Carol, for not having. <laughs> Her real name was Fashawn Latrice Jackson, <laughs> spelled known with- to the world as <laughs> Diane Carroll, spelled with a Z Q and the number one. <laughs> I feel, I feel- <laughs> Wait, this is, this is so disrespectful. Let's not do this. Well, that mail will turn real hateful real fast. Won't be bro. no more checks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! And, I, you know, I'm looking at her, um, her Wikipedia because, of course, you know, that's all absolutely accurate, 100% unimpeachable. All the time. Uh, information. Right. But this part, I do believe... Is true. Her partner at one point was Sidney Poitier from 1959 to 1968, apparently. Wow. And she was married, among other people, to Vic Damone. I did not know that. 
Um, wow. You you know what that all represents, right? What's that, my brother? Money on money. She was stacking yeah. it. Yeah. So she was doing she was doing it on the big screen, and you know doing it in real life. We need to move on, Steve, because this is not she, getting any better. Hey, she she was getting her black J Lo on. That's all that was. <laughs> Yo, J Lo. Well, if you ain't got some coins, J Lo really can't holler at you. It's like she did that early on. Like she kicked it with like a dancer of hers or something like that. And after that, I was like Mark Anthony and Puffy and uh, who's your man? Who's her, who's her guy now? The big time Yankee baseball player. Oh yeah, uh, shoot! I know. But, but Alex Rodriguez. Alex, Alex. Complete side note, sir. Apparently, like she's not, she is not given her due okay. for being a mogul. Really, I may have this wrong, but I know either she was about to buy or bought a television channel. Really, the actual? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's will. If I see hustlers and. Maybe you can see Hustlers if you could suffer through it. And that will allow us a little conversation about her, but that's a separate conversation for a different time. We can't have that conversation. Yeah, she she is mobile esque. Like and she you know, as you know, she got her start in entertainment as a fly girl, uh, on the, the Weigh in show. That that's how all that began. So that's a long way to go from dancing as part of a background group on that particular show to being who she is now. Anyway, separate separate discussion. Let's move forward. Impeachment. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let's see what the hell's about to happen between the White House and the House itself. Uh, I'm going to give you this as a way to kind of frame this conversation. And because, full disclosure, I've been watching this from a distance. I haven't been as deep in this as I probably should have been for the purpose of this conversation. But the LA Times' Alexa Diaz is reporting the following. I'm going to give you a couple of graphs here. A whistleblower, a phone call, and a critical military aid are what set the House Democrats' formal impeachment inquiry into President Trump in motion this week. The investigation is focused on a conversation between Trump and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, in which Trump pressed Zelensky to investigate former U.S. President Joe Biden, Trump's possible opponent in the 2020 election. Trump has acknowledged that at a time when he was withholding aid to the country. Now, there's a lot to this. Among, I'm going to say the little bit I think I do know. There's going to be a little bit here also that I probably should not, I mean, that I probably should know that I won't know. But, <laughs> but we'll, I mean, let's just keep it 100. What? Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son. Right. And apparently... Hunter Biden, as part of a company, a board, he sits on a board for the company Burisma, I think it is, B-U-R-I-S-M-A. And apparently, there were some, you know, accusations made uh, in Ukraine about uh, Burisma's owner and some criminal wrongdoing. Well, ultimately, no wrongdoing was found, and apparently... Nothing was ever actually le levied in the way of um, accusations, or at least credible ones, I should say, um, against Hunter Biden. Equally, at some point, and I want to make sure I get this right, I believe I have this right, during his, no, this wouldn't have been during his tenure as vice president. You jump in here if you know, but well, what I think, hang on, let me finish this point, that I think I have right. Apparently, during that time when all this wrongdoing was going on, um, Biden, 
I'm not sure if he was former or current, but I think he was former by this time, uh, was urging uh, a prosecutor there who was under some dim light uh, to be let go, uh, to be fired, to be investigated. I'm not quite sure. Um, but anyway, if you want to jump in, do you, do you know a lot more about this? If not, uh, I have little, a little bit of a timeline here, but I don't want to just read a whole damn timeline. Well, you can get into the timeline a little bit, but the, the, what caused some concern, as I understand it, is that Hunter Biden was receiving monthly checks in the area of twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a month, and the nature of the company he was associated with did not lend anything to his strengths, meaning... Let's just say for rocket, for uh, sake of argument, he was working with a rocket science company. And clearly he is not a rocket scientist, yet he was drawing these $50,000 checks, which in that world happens all the time. And when you're looking for something to throw shade at, that's a good place to start. So mm-hmm. investigations were, were asked for and investigations were conducted and nothing came up. Now, with regard to the special prosecutor, Joe Biden did ask for this person to step down, but so did members of the Western Union community and a number of uh, activists within the country of Ukraine itself. Because did you say the Western Union community? Uh, uh, Western, uh, Western Europe, sorry. Europe? Yeah. Oh, okay. right. So a number well, of... So I don't know if there's much of a Western Union community. Oh, you don't? You ever need some money? <laughs> you ever need some money real fast? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's, just, that's just Western Union. You know what I'm so anyway, yeah, go ahead, man. so anyway, um, there there was a there, there was there were calls for this prosecutor to step down, but mm-hmm. the reason why they were asking for him to step down was because he wasn't investigating allegations of criminality properly. So gotcha. what the Republicans have latched on to is that while this investigation was taking place. this prosecutor was in charge and by Joe Biden actively asking for this person to step down the Republicans can exploit that to make it appear as if he was trying to get rid of a do-gooder when in actuality that was not the case and again the the allegations have been investigated repeatedly and have come up with nothing and finally this idea that a politician's a child can benefit financially and that being a problem is just ridiculous because all of them, including Trump's Trump's children, which everyone knows about, uh, his daughter Ivanka is is actively in China getting patents signed off each month and that is a big deal. Like the Trump brand, you know, um, what's the term where Bootlegging is a generic term, but there's another thing that takes place in China with with startling regularity. Like they will backwards engineer a number of products. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a robust boot, bootleg community. And so for an American company to receive a trademark in China that prevents anyone from duplicating their products, that it's that's considerable. And Ivanka has gotten tons of patents signed off, and she's certainly using her power as the daughter of the president of the United States to get those things done. So it, it's it's a great talking point. There re- really is nothing there. And Trump, knowing full well that knowing this full well, wanted to 
wanted to dig up some more dirt and because he could not get any more play from his own people which i'm sure he's asked them repeatedly to investigate and they've come back to him and say hey sorry we can't do that there's nothing to investigate he's looking for help throughout the throughout the rest of the world and ukraine presented itself with the perfect opportunity gotcha well so here we go um i'm not gonna go through a great deal of this because there are way 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 too many players but the bottom line is... Oh, sorry, uh, not to cut you off. The The other thing is this whistleblower called in the allegations and Barr, the uh, the head of the justice, he dismissed it on, on its claim and it didn't go further, at least initially, because he said that it couldn't be, it couldn't be taken seriously because it wasn't a written report. It was a verbal report. And this whistleblower did not have, didn't see the events in question firsthand. He just heard about it through uh, his own information gathering. It's worth noting that the whistleblower complaint that was filed with the intelligence community's inspector general, uh, he characterized it as urgent and credible. So, you know, typically those IG positions, I mean, people are people, everybody has an agenda, humans are valuable. But generally speaking, they remain pretty apolitical, uh, the inspector generals, and they call BS on everybody. I mean, so the bottom line is that, you know, that urgent, incredible piece. Uh, here's here. This will always be a problem that we run into with Trump. So after the inspector general um, says this, Trump rejects it as fake news and presidential <laughs> harassment. Um, and, and I think to actually it would require us to jump around just a little bit to tell this story properly at the core of this as I think you touched on I think it's worth touching on again at the core of this is the fact that you know there's some quid pro quo here that's woefully inappropriate that Trump is asking Ukraine to get involved with dirtying up uh, you know Joe Biden but he doubled down on it later on in the week and said I think China should look into him too (laughs) which is worth mentioning because as you know and as all of our listeners know uh, we are working through uh, tariff issues with China so you know this, this thing where Ukraine needs money from us where China uh, we're looking to, to, you know, we're going back to negotiating table with them with what is really very much a uh, self-imposed crisis with regard to the tariffs. This doesn't seem to have worked out well for anybody. Um, separately, I, I saw that there a report has been issued. I'm not sure about whom listeners, you'd have to kind of do a little bit of independent research there yourself. But apparently, uh, there's a report that says the tariffs impact on U.S. consumers has been far worse than anybody would have thought. Uh, that is not surprising because we know that there have been uh, farmer subsidies that have been like out of this world. The anyway, so you have him in this conversation with Zelensky. You have him in conversation with China. You have him saying, "This is fake news." So I want to kind of take this piece by piece. If the one thing 
and here I'm talking about Ukraine and his urging them to to look into Joe Biden it's potentially impeachable then of course the other thing that being essentially the same thing with China would just double down on the impeachability which brings us to Nancy Pelosi <laughs> Nancy Pelosi on September 24th announced that the House would begin a formal impeachment inquiry of the president. Her quote was, the actions of the president, Trump presidency, now notice, not the actions of Trump last week. The actions of the Trump presidency have revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. Pelosi said, no one is above the law, unquote. Now, Al Glover. Yes, sir. Now, is my recollection correct that a person I'm going to refer to as poor, poor Nancy Pelosi has done <laughs> everything she could to not find herself in a position where they would be going through impeachment proceedings? Yes, yes. And that this dude, it's almost like he's like, please, Jesus, please try to impeach me because he knows that it's a great fundraising apparatus. He knows that it stokes division even harder, and he knows it creates the talking point that the Democrats, even past the midterms, are still trying to undo the election. Right. I mean, that's surface-level stuff. That's not exactly high-minded, um, in-depth political commentary, but this stuff doesn't, doesn't require that at this point. Well, she, she, I think she got shamed into moving forward because 100%, 100%. She, she did not want to do this. And I, I would imagine the the circus that Trump will make it into, which he's already well on his way to doing, was something she didn't want to contend with. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And the the young politicians, uh, what is her name? Okay. Uh, this, AOC. Yeah, we'll just call yeah it AOC. Yeah, they're not as progressive in their thinking. What a pain in the ass AOC is! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know you got to give it up to the uh, the the youth and the young Democrats are starting to skew more um, progressive, and that's cool. And I like that she's out there being a squeaky wheel. I like that she brings forward the Green New Deal. That you know, I don't I don't dislike a, a ton about her. But she doesn't show any deference to Nancy. No. That's a problem. Especially when we run against this guy. You can't be our other problem. Wait until we win. You know, we, we get the presidency back. Be a pain in the ass all you like. But all that screechy shit she does, excuse me, listeners. Ugh, it just, it's, it's nails on a chalkboard, not only in tone. But her agenda what? is so lasered on what she wants to do and forgets as and Democrats aren't thinking like this anymore. You know, all that Bernie stuff people have going on. And by the way, shout out to him uh, with his heart attack and everything. Apparently, he's right back on the trail. I've never heard of somebody having a heart attack and the doctor going, you get back out there on that trail. 
actually, I, I just happened to be watching the news this morning, and yeah. he can't go at it as hard, but it's not uncommon, apparently. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, well, now, anyway, I ain't going nowhere near this one. That's going to be a Bernie fan. You know, the Bernie bros don't play. Somebody be putting me on Twitter like, let's do this idiot. Um, I think, not to get in, um, with, with her... With AOC, I, I, I don't agree with her necessarily, but the thing that I'm concerned with, and, and this probably goes at the feet of uh, Pelosi, is that there is no sense that even with all that's taken place, that we're going to right the boat in 2020. And there has been no directive from up top to say, hey, this guy's clearly crossed the line. And it may be because they, they don't feel that's the case. But we have seen with the Republicans that that's not really a primary concern. You, yeah. you, you create the reality and the belief will follow shortly thereafter. And given what this gentleman is doing, uh, if, if Trump had access to the things he, he's done and the opposition had done them, mm-hmm it would be a walk in the park for him to win the, the next round of elections. And what I keep hearing is that we didn't galvanize enough of our base and that's how he was able to win because of the electric college and, and, and all that stuff. And it would seem to be groups like the Pansu Nation, which I see on Facebook, making sure they stay relevant, making sure the anger or the animosity is, is still there and present and directing at directing it that to the final finish line, which be, would be <clears throat> voting in 2020, that would be the concern. Instead, when I see Pelosi's face on TV, she's deflecting, and she's just looking quietly shamed by how, how our country has fallen. But that's that sentiment is not going to win it for us. And so I could see where an AOC feels like she has free reign to blow up stuff verbally day in and day out you know we don't have right now the guy no i'm sorry no we just don't and the bottom line is if you don't have the guy now you're not you're not gonna get the guy the guy's not there show up no i agree agree. it just doesn't exist um the fact that you know every time we're talking about impeachment right but we're talking about impeachment vis-a-vis what he has said about Biden. So even this conversation, which should legitimately be about how horrible Trump is and the bad things he's doing, keeps Biden in the conversation. Right. In a negative light. Yeah, I agree. I have seen his response, his chosen response to date has been one of umbrage. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. You know, the bigger problem we have is this. Voters like me at this point, and I want my vote to count. I'm being told that my three best, strike that, my three most likely options of who actually has the support to win, Biden, Warren, and Bernie. Yuck. Although, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm hearing that Warren is trying to embrace some of the strategies that that Obama used and got him over mm-hmm. the finish line, which I, 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 I've seen. Elizabeth in... Warren can't beat your boy. That's the problem. That's where I was headed with all that. There's no way on God green earth, Elizabeth Warren 
is going to beat your boy. No way. I, someone was at, I was about to swear, Lord. Someone was ignorant enough to say to me, well, even though they didn't vote for Hillary, they, they, more people would vote for Warren. I think so. You know why you think so? Because no one has issues with Warren. Because you don't like Hillary. Okay. Okay. What motivates you in this field to vote for her? Uh, because she's she... still a her. Don't forget at the at the core of that. Aside from her being Hillary Clinton and her history, which you can't minimize, she's still a woman in this country. There's certain conversations I just cannot have. This thing about how somehow Elizabeth Warren is electable as president of the United States of America. We were just laughing at her about the Pocahontas thing like five minutes ago. Apparently, she's very strong on legislation, which is awesome. Okay, that's not what gets you elected president. I, so, I don't know, man. I, I'm... I am I, the fact that we have listen. We saw Trump, and nobody said go get Gavin Newsom and get him ready to run. Like we, this is our best. I mean, those, the three people I just talked about are combined like two hundred fifty years old. <laughs> Easy. That's, that's not a joke. I mean, seriously, they're. You know what, you guys? I'm sorry. You're gonna hear me typing in the background, but. I have to know what I'm talking about on this because not only am I woefully depressed about it, also I'm pretty sure I'm right. So how old is Joe? So Biden? he's 76. All right. How <laughs> old is Elizabeth Warren? She's 70. And how old is Bernie Sanders? 78. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So we want an 82 year old man running this country. Because that's how old Bernie would be at the end of his his tenure. I don't know what we're doing. Well, I I, I disagree um, in in terms of the female aspect of it. I, I do think we're ready for a female president. On what proof do you have that we're ready for that? Well, it was still relatively cr- close with Hillary, and Hillary had a tremendous backlash. People didn't didn't like her. Warren does not have such backlash and that's substantial and there's a huge anti-Trump sentiment and in terms of like the numbers they're more Democrats than Republicans so the the reason why Obama won is because he galvanized the political base and Trump has galvanized the political base on, in both camps and my understanding is numerically we have the numbers so if everyone that uh, should go out and vote, does go out and vote, Trump doesn't come back. It's just that simple. And to me, it's harder to to look the other way or hold one's nose and pull the ballot for Trump. Even people in his own community know that this guy is unhinged. And to actively re-elect a person who is acting unhinged because the other opponent is Warren just, to, just doesn't add up to me. I mean, far as I'm concerned, Hillary could have, if Hillary had ran again, which, you know, her days are done, but I think she would have had a better showing because 
people would <laughs> like we you know we biffed on that one <clears throat> you know Hillary won and by the way the point that I make is a point I yell at people never to bring up to me because it's stupid as hell, but this is the one time when I think it might be useful. Okay. When we discuss electability, likability, all this kind of stuff, I think we have to keep in mind that Hillary won the popular vote. Okay. Now, what what part of that is a conversation that I hate? It is that no one cares about the damn popular vote. <laughs> the popular vote is, that's what people say when they lose. Mm-hmm. But I would argue when it boiled down to it, her, her strategy failed. I do not know in the final analysis that the whole no one likes Hillary thing held up. Clearly somebody did. The problem is they didn't where it mattered. And either they did not come out, which the numbers show they didn't, um, or it wasn't only that they did not come out, they did not come out for her, which is not necessarily the same thing. I, I think <clears throat> that on paper, no one conceived of him winning. So thus, the people who didn't like Hillary, who might have otherwise had voted, didn't realize how close, close the campaign it was. And... <clears throat> Because I, I think when presented with the alternative, they would have gone out. But everything that seemed to suggest that Trump was not going to win, electorate or a popular voter or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that confidence was to everyone's undoing. And mm-hmm. no such confidence, regardless of who's running for the Democrats, will exist in the next election. Mm. You know, uh, I have a friend... I'm just going to say, we'll leave it at that. I have a friend who is really excited about this election because he thinks that there will be uh, a stronger effort made to reach out to the African-American community because that was one of the communities that did not vote in droves like they did for Obama. And if... <laughs> That person's wrong, but please continue. But he's, you know, actively looking to get his uh, 40 acres and a mule. But the, the, mm-hmm. the, the point is, whereas in the last election, no effort was made, or not, of an effort, not enough of an effort was made to get the African-American vote, that is being, it is being used now. There are, there are attempts being made. So I, 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 I wouldn't bet money on, on the election. I, I just know that a lot of the things that occurred, which was a, which were a bunch of different, a bunch of different things came together with with Trump. It, it, he his polling was telling him he wasn't going to win, so it he ran with it because that's what you do. But there were a number of issues that allowed him to win, and it wasn't his political prowess, unenthusi you know lack of enthusiasm for the Democratic running candidate. Uh, a, a misplaced confidence that there was no way this guy was going to win so people who should have gone out didn't do that and none of those things are going to be here with this election <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. and this guy is making and I say 45 <clears throat> is making great efforts to ensure that the 90 year olds the people who just recently died, they will be dug up so that they can vote 
<laughs> in the 2020 election. So uh, if this uh, he shouldn't be around, he sh- he should step down. But I I have no idea what's going to happen with him. No no one knows, and he 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 doesn't seem to have the the ability to left you know take his foot off the brake, and he just seems to be going faster and faster. So it, it is possible he may step down. When you have his his uh, Giuliani in, in CNN interview saying that. No, he didn't ask the Ukraine for help, and then saying he did ask. So, but what was the problem? There, there's, there is an idiocy in this White House that can't be described as anything else. You know, my only issue with the black community thing. Mm -hmm. This one ain't about race. This one is: can you count? Straight up, you know, you figure out where the strongholds are. You're going to have to make sure a little bit of everybody sees you. But that whole getting to the areas where you have a shot can make a difference. What is it like eight states that ultimately really matter? Mm. Um, That hasn't changed. The only thing was, and this, you know, you talk about the consequences of elections. You recall some of the things that we heard in the aftermath of Trump's victory was that uh, Clinton, the Clinton campaign had stopped going certain places. Yes. And, you know, whomever the winner is in the Democratic primary, they're, you know, even though they will have to figure out where their time is best used, it will have to look like they loved everybody up. Seriously. Right. Because you can't risk anyone staying home. Right. And I don't know, and this, you know, I'm a liberal who has no problem putting this out here at this point. I don't know what you do about this goddamn Trump. Seriously, I I have not been, I'm talking about like within six months of him having won the presidency, the first thing I began to get really nervous about was, Who's going to beat this guy? How do you beat this guy? Can you beat this guy? Which, by the way, I think are all still legitimate questions. I and what was that? I I I, I don't think so. I, I I really. It was a fluke that he won. Yeah. It was a mixture of a, a number of factors, and those factors will will be addressed in the next election. And you know what other question we have to start to ask ourselves? So if he wins a first term, which he did, and then he wins a second term, which feels likely, let's hope that's not true, but starting to feel like almost inevitable, what's to stop the future hymns that he's teaching and inspiring along the way? Because what we're finding out is the, this country has no problem electing the worst possible candidate. That's basically what we've learned. And nothing's changing. I mean, that locked in 38% that we keep hearing folks talk about, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, that feels like it, it, it didn't really, you know, what who's... who's uh, responsibility it is, whose onus it is to make sure that 
Democrats come out, that's what it begins to be about, right? You are fighting a set number for him. People that are coming no matter what with whatever numbers you can inspire. Because none of these people he's running against have the set locked in anything percent. I mean, it's, it's scary, man. It's really scary. Um, so, anywho. That's all I have on this topic. You know, it, it wasn't the most fulsome discussion of it ever, but there's so much involved. Um, I, I'm not sure that we have the time. I mean, you know, do we want to get into... You know, testimony about various people. Blah blah blah. I, I don't. I don't see how like talking about Joseph McGuire's testimony makes a whole lot of sense right now. Well, um, I, I would. I, I agree with you. I, I would say that what's enlightening and disturbing and humorous at the same time are some of the transcripts because the transcripts just got released. Just got released yesterday, mm-hmm. and. There are exchanges that go. So we're asking the U, we're holding up money for the Ukraine emergency aid in order for them to do this. And let me see here. I think I had one up here. Yeah, newly released text messages that they were released late Thursday by the chairs of three house committees. And I'm looking at the uh, Huffington Post. Okay, uh, here's one. On the morning of July 25th, 2019, ahead of the planned call between President Trump and President Zelensky, Ambassador Volker advised Andrew Yermak, Kurt Volker, good lunch, thanks. Heard from White House, assuming President Z convinces Trump he will investigate, get to the bottom of what happened, as in quotes, in 2016, we will nail down date for visit to Washington. Good luck. See you tomorrow. Uh, that's not the, the funniest one. Let's see here. Mm. Uh, the message, this is on September 9th. Ambassador Taylor and Ambassador Sondland had the following exchange regarding the withholding of military assistance to Ukraine. Bill Taylor, the message to the Ukrainians and Russians we send with the decision on security assistance is key. With the hold, we have already shaken their faith in us. Thus, my nightmare scenario. Bill Taylor, counting on you to be right about this interview, Gordon. Gordon Sondland, Bill, I never said I was right. I said we are where we are and we believe we have identified the best pathway forward. Let's hope it works. Bill Taylor, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with the political campaign. Gordon Sondland, Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pros of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether... Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised during his campaign. I suggest we stop the back and forth by text. If you still have concerns, I re- recommend you give Lisa Kenner or Essa call to discuss them directly. But the wow. but the issue again came up a week later. So anyway, it's really clear what's being discussed here. And in spite of what Trump is saying from up top, the the transcripts speak for themselves and they're they're really indefensible yeah they they just are Uh, fake news or no fake news but anyway i i think that's i think that's enough it's one of the things i discussed with steve before we started the podcast was the idea of the top 10 issues 
and really kind of focus on the five to try to put this somewhere within that landscape. And, and the challenge is, is that we're actually discussing whether or not this would be the, the item that topples the presidency, where under normal circumstances, it would have been incident number 3000 from six months ago that should have toppled the presidencies. And now one of the, the things that makes watching the, the, the cable news stations is that none of the newscasters feel confident enough to say this will be it because no one knows. And for me, it's frustrating to see them have this intensity and glint in their eyes as they you know gleefully express the latest round of allegations and the newest things that Trump has done to screw up the country. But there's no bite to it because it's apparent that Trump has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. And that's, man, that's the part of this whole thing that is just, it, 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 it leaves us to say there's nothing you can do here. I mean, you know, impe- even the impeachment itself, and I'm glad we didn't quite get away from this because I didn't make this point and I meant to. What good is this impeachment other than as a talking point during the campaign? I mean, without the parade, without- great. It, it it labels him as kind of like as Clinton was, you know, an impeached president who never actually left office. You would say that it weakens him politically, but what could possibly weaken him politically? Let's tell the truth. I mean, nothing. And on top of that, okay, here's what we know. He's definitely getting impeached in the House. Yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. Here's what we equally know. That's where it stops because Mitch McConnell ain't going to let much more happen. Period. It's not even a conversation. Nothing will happen in the Senate and it's over. And I'm sure Nancy Pelosi knows that. And that's probably one of the reasons But we get so stuck, particularly as liberals, definitely as progressives. So stuck in this, we want to do what we want to do, that once they started pressuring her to move forward with impeachment, it's almost like, you know, I'm sure she was like, well, damn it, now I have to, you know. But I I keep asking myself, I think we should ask ourselves, what good is anything we do that doesn't move us one step closer to the presidency? Well, the... Let me just make one sentence, and I want you to go. Go ahead. Nothing... Nothing, nothing that comes out of this will convert one Trump voter who hasn't already made up their mind to cast him aside and either go independent or go back to being a Democrat. None of this will move any needle because in and of itself, the media and and liberals, Democrats, what have you, have blown us up to be a big thing, but this ain't the worst thing he's done. Think about all the xenophobic, misogynistic, racist things he's done. Just, you know, what? Asking somebody to look into Biden? Hell, he he said, what what was it he said last time? Russia, if you're listening, or, or um, <laughs> not Russia, who was it? Uh, 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 it was Russia. The, the, no, no, the people that, shoot. Who is it looks into your business? Assange and them? What was the name WikiLeaks. Of Wiki, WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Yeah. I don't know if it was Russia, if you listen. But he, he, this isn't the first time. 
This isn't the first time. So, um, you know, it's a great show, and if what we were looking to do is really, you know, I guess embarrass him, I don't think he's embarrassed, but have impeachment because impeachment looks so bad, if that's what we're doing, cool, fine, whatever, I just don't know how this helps us. And I just want to make that point, but please, go ahead. Well, if we're not really pulling for that Republican base. That Republican base has been pretty consistent. Uh, disturbingly yeah. consistent for for quite some time now, but what we're what we're angling on are the the independent voters that he got, um, many of whom have crossed over, and he's he lost them a while back. But even still, any of those that are still remaining, these incident the, these people who were critical to him winning the first round, they're because. Their, their intention was to put something new in place and at the end of the day and I don't know if any of them these these quote-unquote independents were holding their nose when they voted for Trump or they did so proudly thinking that this was really going to be the change the country needed and I, I don't know if they could be reliably called smart or patriots but what I can say is that this was certainly not the outcome they have expected also, one of the things that's come up that isn't as publicized as, publicized as much, a lot of these <clears throat> quote-unquote meat-and-potato guys that didn't want to vote vote for Hillary, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, the the farmers and the, the people who thought coal was, were, you know, the coal industry was, were, was going to come back, they're sitting on the sidelines without jobs. And it's laid around the tariffs, it's hit the farming industry hard. So... Any any smart politician, when they're running their political ads once the primaries are over with, they're going to have hundreds of people to cast in their in their in their movies in their commercials, mm-hmm. and and that middle that 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 undecided won't be undecided. You know, so I I, I do think that that needle is a sizable one because the Democrats, Trump has not gained any Democrats. <laughs> you know, I think we feel safe in that saying that, but he has lost his he has lost the the undecided or a good deal yeah. of them, and the ones that did not show up for the first round of elections they will show up so i I, I don't really think that uh, I don't think this is going to happen again. Your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm I'm so worn out with Trump. Oh, me too. It, <laughs> me too. It, 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 even beyond being worn out with him, our so-called countrymen and all that. Oh, I'm right there with you. I'm yeah, right there with like, you. Like, please. Anyway, so here's hoping the the MF is impeached with the uh, with the impeachment talk. And I gotta tell you, I didn't know it would fill out so much of the show, but. There's so much to it, and there's so much to kick around, so much at stake. I do have to say the high drama that will come with actual impeachment hearings, we know he's never going to be in front of anybody's microphone uh, testifying Bill Clinton style, you know, during the the blue dress impeachment. Uh, this is never going to happen. Yeah, He will never, ever, ever. I don't, you would have to figure out how to arrest him and send him to jail, which you can't do. Um, he's just not going to do it. He'll never be compelled. Uh, so we'll see where that takes us. 
And with that in mind, I think where this is about to take us <laughs> is own up out of here. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's really sad that this this podcast talking about the president has taken yeah. so much out of us. It, Man, it, how about it? it oh my goodness, because it, I, I'm getting a headache. I'm not joking. Yeah, like talking about that dude, it really does. It takes a lot out of you. And a, a, again, which we kind of lose sight of is we're, we're struggling to make arguments or feel confident that the legal process will play itself out. Where, whereas in any other reality, this would all be a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. And as will be stated probably a million times today and a million times every day for the rest of the rest of uh, us who remember Obama, if if Obama had done any of this, any inkling of this, and and more importantly, shown the level of incompetence that seems rampant within this administration, I I, I don't think they would have been content with just an impeachment. They yeah. they would have had him shot. They would have oh, yeah. they would have changed the laws so so it. that it would it would have been legally acceptable to have him shot. <laughs> and they and they would be on the, all the talk shows talking about well hey, we can't have anyone just going around embarrassing the hell out of us like like Obama did, and yeah. the fact that no one's pointing that out and we're all acting as if we're normal and we're trying to we're we're trying to cultivate an argument where there's this person who can operate without impunity, and then within that world explain how something could actually pan out. And when I say pan out, I mean result in him being forced to step down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's it's impossible to do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we are left, <laughs> we are left with a few, they're not even options. There's a few things you can do. It's so funny. Someone's telling me like, yeah, Democrats have to, have to register as many people as possible. Fools, I gotta go to work, number one. Number two, I live in a blue state. We're fine. We're very motivated. In fact, we just had a blue wave in our blue state where every statewide elected is Democrat. We're fine. And what 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 just beats you to death about that is the fact that I'm able to say that means the Dems should be pretty good almost no matter who you nominate to get that done here. Yeah. But that also means we don't matter, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you can take us for granted. Yeah. And the whole the whole strategy, like the whole notion of beating this cat and returning this country back to some semblance of a country that gives a damn about real democracy requires that everybody focus everywhere else. So people like me who do care, but would never like, I don't know, travel to Indiana to register voters, Milwaukee to register voters. I'm seriously like, it might be worth it. Uh, I I think we can't make it. We can't make any assumptions. If if we learned anything from 2016. Yeah. And I'm in the blue state too. So what you're thinking about in terms of going elsewhere Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's probably something. Maybe we'll we'll take the podcast on the road and we'll 
will allow our tens of viewers to see it. Shout out our, our tens of viewers. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll rent a phone booth somewhere, you know, and let them all come and uh, hang out with hey, uh, Hey, just as an aside, listeners, you'll appreciate this because if you've been with us for a little while, you know that we do have an interest in building the audience, but we got to get back into the rhythm of doing the show. I told a friend about the podcast recently and I referred them to the first Wakanda uh, show that we did and they were really impressed that that one had 273 SoundCloud listens and I told them we were also at the time on Google Play and iTunes um, and the people were listening to us there so who knows, we could have 500 listens and they were like, wow, that's incredible. I was like, right, slow down. <laughs> Normally, it's my mama, Jenny, Jennifer, who is Al's wife, uh, the homie, uh, Jay Cannon. Shout out, Jay Cannon. What's up, dude? Like, we we know a number of our listeners. And I got to tell you, my mom don't really listen. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of here. Hey. Al. Yes, sir. You know, I was a little iffy on the podcast. Yes, sir. I think we had a, a good conversation. We will have more in the future, but for now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why don't you, uh, why don't you get this train moving? <laughs> Good listeners. All, <laughs> all 10 of you. 11, 11. Let's call it 11. And, and you too, Jason. <laughs> there you go. Shout out. While you don't have to go home, you most certainly need to get the hell up out of here. And with that, I am gone. As am I. Peace out, y'all. Like the breeze flows straight out of our lids. Them, they got boo bodies, hard rock Brooklyn kids. Us floor rush when they do.